Hello, everybody, and welcome back to You Are Good Enough. This is your host, Kimberly Bell, and today I am happy to say that I am back with Mary Jo Cranmore of Soulful Revolution, and I'm just so psyched. I did a podcast with Mary Jo, um, I don't know, like a month and a half ago. Um, Mary Jo has a big following uh, with her tarot channel on YouTube, and she's been making video for a really long time. She's a former news TV news producer for NBC and Good Morning America. Um, she did that back in the 90s. And in 2016, a few years ago, she was working hard at creating her own agency as a marketing video content creator when she decided to make the big shift to YouTube. And she finally answered the call of her passion for 20 years, which is tarot. So she's been talking daily with her guides since she was very young at five or six years old, and she finally listened to them, and she decided to follow her heart. And now she feels like her job is really to channel information, helping others to transform their lives and go in the direction of their dreams. Mary Jo's philosophy is, when in doubt, ask yourself, is what I'm doing loving and loving to self? Always choose love over fear. Amen to that. And I'd like to welcome Mary Jo. Hello, my dear. How are you? Hi, how you doing? I'm doing good. And, you know, before we get into this, um, because we're going to talk about higher vibration love today, yes. which is a topic you and I are both pretty passionate about. Um, so last time you and I spoke, you guys were trying hard to get to 100K followers on YouTube. Mm -hmm. So I'm just curious, where, where are you guys now? Well, interestingly enough, that hit right in the beginning of May, and it has been a very interesting thing to uh, travel after 100,000 followers versus before 100,000 followers, because I do think there is a different uh, a logarithm. I mean, we don't want to get oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. stuff here, but like there's a different, there's a diff, it, things shift, right? And we're going to talk a lot about shifting and stuff like that today in terms of relationships. So the same thing happens. Like when you cross a major milestone, yes. it's like you've gone from a small pond, a big fish, small pond to a big pond, small fish again. Right. And that's how I believe that, that YouTube does work with their logarithm. I don't have much, uh, I have anecdotal evidence to that case. So, right, right. But you've seen it, but you've seen it in the numbers and you've seen it in traffic, right? Last year, last year at this time when the channel was growing, it would be 10 or 15,000 people, subscribers a month. And when you're moving into the bigger realms, there requires you to do more stuff in terms of marketing and other things. So it really is, it will level up expansively, but the analytics are different after a hundred thousand. So we're just working on figuring that out right now. So <laughs> Wow, that is so cool. Yeah. Oh, congratulations. That's really awesome. Thank you. That's great. Thank you. And I and I love watching you. I just want to say I love how, you know, how authentic you are, how natural you are with your ability and your gift and the vulnerability that you bring at times is awesome right? Because we're all taking the journey. We're on it together in so many ways. Yes. Um, and I guess, you know, I, w I wanted to, you know, I've talked about the higher vibration of love. And when I think about this, I am thinking about the female population, but I don't want to leave anybody out, right? It's anybody who's, 
who's questioning their relationship, who's looking for the real kind of love, the thing that everyone I think is craving at this time, which I feel has a lot to do with connection. So I told you the other day on the phone that when I was a child, I I used to look at the word love and I used to love writing it. And I would ask people, you know, caregivers and whatnot, what does it mean? What is love? What is love? What is love? And so I had a crazy upbringing, you know, and I spent, I know you were in Berkeley for a while. I was in Berkeley walking the streets, kind of raising myself at seven, eight years old. And I used to ask just random people, you know, what this word meant. Nobody could really give me uh, any concrete evidence of right. what it was, right? It's mm-hmm. just intangible. So I want to talk, I want to kind of get started and talk about if we think about relationships. Um, I know for me, what looked like love, what I grew up thinking love was. And through the years, of course, now that I'm in my mid fifties, I see that it's, for me, it's different, right? Um, How, how's that been for you? I'm curious, like, what did you think love was and what has really changed your perspective on that now? That's a great, how do you see it? That's a great question. Um, I want to say that to me, I see the split in my own life and I'm going to, I'm going to characterize it because that's Mm -hmm. what we're doing here. I'm going to characterize it as the unconscious love and now the conscious love, right? Mm -hmm. Great. The uh, unconscious love is about just sort of going through and, and uh, blindly following those patterns that were, um, I'm going to say this sounds kind of harsh perpetrated upon you as a child, because that's, mm-hmm. that's what we do in this life. You know, you go through this massive, you know, between age zero and age 20, for some people, it's a little bit longer than that. But you know, this growth experience where your body ex- exponentially grows, everything changes in such radical fashion. And you're like a sponge bringing in language and bringing in all kinds of, you know, um, messages written spoken, felt, you know, unconscious, conscious, and you're just, a, you're just about making a sense of that all of all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so and then love, bam happens when there's, you know, um, beginning in puberty and things like that for like romantic love. Mm-hmm. And I find it interesting. This is I do want to say this, because I have, you know, I really had a very strong love relationship in high school. And people especially in the seventies and eighties, we're always like, Oh, that high school, it's not real. And, you know, when kids are young or whatever, and I'm almost like looking back now that I'm in more of a conscious love, I'm like, that was way more real mm-hmm. than a lot of people gave it credit for Just cause you're 16 doesn't mean it's not real. So people, um, opening up to those, uh, kinds of things, you are open, right? You're sort of a, you're, you're a blank slate, but yeah. You do come from, you have a lot of stuff in the unconscious at that point where you're, you know, you, you, you are falling in love with what is familiar, not with what is, you know, growth or conscious or anything like that. So a lot of us through our, you know, twenties and thirties, we're wrestling with a lot of this unconscious behavior. And so the relationships can be disastrous. They can be traumatic they can be you know suffocating they can be joyous they can be all of these things and we haven't a clue as to why which is why no one could answer your question okay 
And so now I feel like the cool thing now is that we are becoming more conscious, this ascension process for, I'm sure those listening, but also a vast group of people beyond that, that are, you know, in this ascension process, you really are now more consciously aware of these patterns, aware of, you know, um, the empath narcissism, you know, push me, pull Mm -hmm. you kind of thing. You're aware of the, I don't deserve love. And so when great people come across your path, you push them away because you don't think you deserve anything. All of these kind of patterns. And now in this high vibration relationship, it's not that they don't show up. It's, I, I do feel like some people think, oh my God, if I'm with my twin flame or if I'm in my high vibration love, everything is going to be perfect. And that's why so many people <laughs> are following this because that's what they want. Okay. Right. It's awesome. Right. But what they don't understand is that the work to get there, the work to be in alignment with that was sort of just the beginning. That was like graduating from high school. And when you get in relationship with your twin or within a high vibration relationship, forget about twin because that right. that has all kinds of elitist, you know, sort of uh, things around it. But you get in that high vibration love, that's really where it's about conscious communication. It's right. about, oh, I see right? I see, you know, and being vulnerable in that space of like, wow, I really screwed that up. Or, or this is not, this is not loving to self. This is not loving to anyone. And right. to be able to have that, it's work. It's, it's effort. Okay. It's effort. And I think that's where a lot of people are like, oh, well, that must not really be high vibration love because it's supposed to be this utopian kind of fantasy. And we both know that's not true. It's really, you know, these are just right. the next level of lessons. You're in college now. So you're supposed to read the book before you come to class. You just don't go to class and right. expect to get everything out of the class. You got to do the effort. You got to do the work. You got to do all that stuff in order to really take the information the professor is offering and then move yourself forward in a particular, you know, um, in particular vein. So you know, that's what, that's what I am sort of in the midst of right now. We talked a lot yesterday about questioning the lenses of how we're looking at love and really seeing the edge of it, like the Truman show, seeing the edges of the matrix of our own lives so that we can be like, Oh, you know what? Why don't I question that belief? Why am I believing that like, you know, in this man hating stuff or, you know, be crazy. Why am I believing these things? You know, I'm just sort of taking them for granted. And it's like, it's time to question the lenses that even gender, all different kinds of things. It's time to question the lenses. No, I think, I think that's, that's great. Beautifully said. And I just want to, on the other side of that, what I'd like to say about relationship is, it is the place where you begin to work, right? The higher vibration, love, higher vibration relationship, the more conscious relationship. However, the pain is different, right? The pain and the frustration is different because our perspective has taken a higher seat, right? We are, yeah. we are now stepping into personal self-responsibility and self-love, yeah. right? Yep. Therefore, it outpictures for vibrating or, you know, resonating with a partner who's going to be able to do that with us, right? And so what I think is wonderful, yes, it is work, but what's really gratifying is having a partner who you're working with on this, right? And so if there's an issue 
within, you know, the confines of relationship. It's our, it's our thing. We need to work through it. You know, we need to talk about it. Right. We're both on the same team. So we're experiencing the resolution. How do we feel better? How do we get back to home base again? Right. I, I call this the uh, sacred circle or like a sacred relationship. This is a sacred relationship that we enter into. So it matters how I feel, how the other person feels. It's not just you need to make me happy, right? It's not just you keep doing the same things, right? It's not that I look at you blame because there's so much when we are unconscious I feel like that's where so much pain is. It's like, wait a minute, everybody else is supposed to be making my life okay, but it's not okay. And that's so much confusion, frustration, right? And and constant disappointment. You're you're putting your finger on what the true definition of unconditional love is. Yes. You know, because for a lot of my own uh, experience, I'm in my mid fifties too. Um, I have been deathly afraid of making mistakes, Okay. And when this person who's in my life, who's not, who's in my life, but not in my life, you know, really kind of thing. Yep. Yep. I hear you. (laughs) I I believe what I did was make a mistake, but here's the thing, what I am learning and what is becoming clear to me is there really are no such things as mistakes. Amen. Uh, There's no such thing as that. It's really the, how you handle it. You got it. I totally agree. Yeah. Which is a big message from my folks, even though they were very fifties, Mm-hmm. Uh, folks, they really were, they had this idea of, you know, everyone's going to do things because they're looking through their own experience. Right. So you're going to, you're going to make a mistake out of fear or you're going right. to, oh, let's call it a mistake. You're going to, you're going to take an action that yeah. is looking through the lens of fear. Okay. And that happens very frequently in relationships because, mm-hmm. and you have, you know, you have friends around you going, oh, he's just terrible to you. Or, oh, right. just this or just that. And they're looking through their own lens saying those things. Exactly. It right. may have nothing to do with what's actually going on. And especially when we're talking about these high vibration relationships, because there's a feeling in that other person. If you're feeling this tremendous pull, this very strong connection, guess what? It is not just you. Okay? So the, true. The other yep. person feels it too. So. Yep. My, my person is very, has a very hard time communicating mm-hmm. uh, and I am the opposite, as you can tell, like I communicate all day <laughs> long. And so for me, what I'm learning, this is so fascinating. In fact, the other night we were having a texting thing back and forth talking about something. And I realized like, I need to sit back and hold <laughs> for him. Yeah, exactly. Brain. Is, yeah. is engaged in his communication, external communication, as it is in his internal. He's yeah. processing. I need to be holding space. Give him the space to right. say what he needs. And it was so incredible because after the moment of him processing, he was able to come out with feeling, which again is a new thing for him. And I validated that. And so you see how much effort that just took? Like, you know, like this is something that's not unconscious anymore. Right. That's the key. That's the key word, Mary Jo. Yeah. Conscious. It's conscious. And it's in the moment you're doing it because you are in this space of being loving to self, but also being tremendously compassionate and loving to that other person, no matter what has gone down, no matter how 
weird or scary or crazy or abrupt or uh, whatever. Yeah. The, the feeling of the compassion, it's almost like, it's almost like a parent for a child, you know, like watching them grow and you're allowing for them to say stupid stuff or not be present because they're, you can feel it, that they're trying, that they are actively working on it. It's not an unconscious thing anymore. Right. And the other thing I wanted to say before we get too far away from what you just said was you shifted the energy in that moment, in that conversation, Mm -hmm. you had the realization, the awareness to where, you know what? Okay. If we even just look at this from an energetic standpoint, and I talk to my couples about this too, because whatever the energy is that we usually consume, it's a pattern, right? When it comes to relationships. So if we can step into the side of ourselves that's not as developed, and I think you might be talking about the more feminine aspect of yourself, right? Yeah. The allowing, the holding space Correct. for, okay, that letting go and just that allowing, which is so beautiful. And so many of us females mm-hmm. really need to work on developing that because of, you know, maybe our fathers or maybe society or whatever it is. Okay. I feel like we're really here to pay attention to that, which is a tricky place to be because the energy of the relationship, because of fear that steps in, we usually go back to, Oh my God, I need to keep saying something. Oh, I hope they get this. I hope they get that. Or, you know, and you're right. We don't give them a chance to fill the space. We don't give them a chance to learn how to communicate with us. Right. 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 It's, it's out of fear. It's like, oh, right. I say something wrong or did I do something wrong? And the the being in the moment, it, this is really a very a good exercise in in being in the moment. The Eckhart Tolle kind of be here now thing yeah. is yeah. to really be mindful as you're having that conversation, feeling the flow of it back and forth. I was really... Mm. And this is new. Like this, because I haven't spoken to him since middle of May and then I... He, he showed up a couple days ago and I was consciously aware that I was like allowing space for that. And then his response was, I want to make sure I'm communicating out loud what I'm, what is going on inside because I know I've not been doing that. Do you hear me when I say this? And I was like, wow, that's growth. Yeah, that is growth. That's awesome. that, that happened over the past six weeks of not being in connection. A, a lot of the high vibration um, love relationships can be on again, off again, can be yeah. um, in and out. I'm also, you know, sort of going through this awakening of um, we are upending paradigms and, and templates of how relationships are supposed to look now. That's one of the reasons for the twin flame, the higher vibration piece of this. Mm-hmm. And I did a, a reading this morning for, I know we're not, you, whoever's listening to this, it's not temporaneous, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Throw it out. What did you do? It, it was a, it was a reading um, because of the, all the retrogrades that are happening. And because we're moving into eclipse season, we're doing yep. this whole thing. The energy is folding back in and on, in on itself Mm-hmm. And it felt like last night, like I was just explaining to you, I had some difficulty with the channel. There was all kinds right. of stuff going on, Mercury retrograde kind of stuff. And I shifted myself into a, of like, wow, it's just a tool, right? Like you do mm-hmm. it's a tool. It's just a, it's just a, it's just a platform. It's not like, oh, everything's collapsing around me. Oh my God, chicken with my head cut off. It wasn't like that. 
And I feel like very much consciously shifting how, you know, we are talking to each other, shifting how we're in this. And the one this morning was felt like we walked through a portal recently. Mm -hmm. Everybody that's, this is the thing that's so fascinating to me is everybody is on their own unique timeline. So when we're doing readings, when I'm doing a reading, I'm now saying that out loud. Like this is something, if this is in your moment, this could have happened six months ago to you. This could have happened. This could happen three months from now. So pay, pay attention to the energy around the title of the video, right? Things are drawn to you on YouTube. And this is for, you know, all the amazing readers out there, all the amazing people who create content. When you're in the alignment with, I want to learn about how to be in these relationships, just see what shows up for you on YouTube or wherever you're, whatever you're doing, see what shows up. You know, there could be a song, there could be, you know, Robert Frost's poem appeared in my brain the other day. Hmm. really kind of walking through a portal. And the one this morning was, we are not in Kansas anymore, Dorothy. Yeah, it's funny. I say that all the time. Yeah, we are not. And and it was very clear to me that, and it's hard because I feel like a lot of people are holding on because it makes sense to them that this 3D um, paradigm they've got going makes sense to I them. Know. But then when they're opening up and they're becoming more loving to self, there's a plenty of people who don't, really want you to win. Okay. And you might have had a relationship with people in your life that were when you're in a box that people, you know, everybody puts you in, in their own kind right. of box, right? Yep. Everybody puts you in their own kind of like, this is who you are. And particularly when you're in this um, twin flame experience, and when you're growing, you're going to grow beyond them boxes. Okay. Yes. So, yes. and those people, the more uh, blocks of wood, I call them, the more, the less enlightened among us, the less mm-hmm. awakened among us, the more they are going to kick and scream and do awful things because they don't, they don't want to see you grow. They have a vested interest in you being in your box. And for a while in your life, it could have looked like love because there was something there that was meaningful for you too. Um, but as you grow, it's sort of like having compassion for that person who want to keep you in the box and just being lovingly saying goodbye to the box. And they're going to do what they're going to do because they're looking through their own lens. And it's hard to not take that personally, but that's one of the lessons of self-love is to see when other people are working out of their own lenses, out of their own fear, when they're being you know, um, not compassionate or not loving to other people. You know, you don't have to take that in. Okay. You don't. I mean, I just want to say I've been in a relationship where I had that experience. It was a long-term relationship. And um, there were a lot of things that were, that happened, um, ways that, um, you know, let's just say ways that made me feel like the other person had no value, yeah. right, yeah. for me and things like that. And And I know the truth that you know, they may not ever see things right. the way that I do. Yeah. Um, I love them unconditionally. I always will. They're a deep soul connection to me. Yep. yep. Um, and we both agree that we have that relationship or we have that uh, connection, uh-huh. right? We're not, we don't talk, you know, we're not really communicating right now ourselves, but I have 
<clears throat> by the grace of God <laughs> and my commitment to loving myself, I will say, because that's where this all begins, yeah, yeah. Um, that I have really allowed just to absolutely let go and to focus on developing that part of myself so that I can teach my clients that. So I can teach the people who listen and watch me that, right? Yep. Because that is what helps us shift to a higher place, which is out of that pain, out of that 3D pain of having attachment to, oh, but we looked so good together or, oh, yeah. it was just so great. You know, we had this and we had that. But when you feel and you get a taste for high vibration love, girl, you don't want to go back. No. And attachment is, I mean, that's a really important concept because I feel like detachment, you know, when you're dealing with someone and I definitely have some friends that have been in my life, the whole of my life. Okay. they I mean, that's a long time. Yeah. And, you know, I can see them flipping in and out of having attachment to the box that they put me in and also having attachment to me being a certain person or themselves being a certain person. And the attachment, um, the unconsciousness of those relationships. And when you do find that twin energy, you know, that's why there is the runner chaser and all that other stuff, because, you know, one of the twins is very unconscious and it can be, you know, not just one, but the other one can sort of dip in and out of unconsciousness, right? Absolutely. Oh gosh. Absolutely. So that's the kind of, that's to me, that's the big thing. It's sort of like, having enough detachment that whatever someone wants to do, it doesn't have anything to do with you necessarily. And really learning that lesson that like other people are going to do what they're going to do. Right. You know, it's very Dalai Lama kind of, you know, it is. And that's the only place I think that you can go to get yourself out of it, to be honest, or to move through it. Okay. Yeah. Is to take the higher ground every time. And I just have to give it to God or the universe or whatever I want to call it and say, you know what? I know that person is doing, and I do believe this, and this pisses people off sometimes. I believe that everybody here is doing their absolute best in every moment of every day depending on what their past is, what their mood is, what their experience is in the moment, the fears that are triggered, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep, yep. So I want to make that clear that, you know, we're having a conversation here and this is not about finger pointing. This is not about hierarchy. This is absolutely the opposite of that. Yeah. This is connection. This is a conscious self-responsible kind of love relationship for self and for our partner. And I do um, my my own experience has been that it is a it's a it's a it's a um what's the word like uh, it's a spectrum, okay? So yeah, yeah. You are no there's no such thing and this duality thing we talked about the other day. There is no such thing as oh, I'm completely unconscious and oh, bam, it's Wednesday, I'm completely <laughs> You know, there's no such thing as that. So on the spectrum, right. no matter what, like you could be one day, you could be the Dalai Lama and the next right. day you are <laughs> not there at all. Because you get triggered. <laughs> and it's not, it doesn't, it's not like, oh, I got to, it's not like with AA, you got to start all over again necessarily. Right. Okay. It's not really right. like that kind of paradigm. This is a different kind of thing where you're like, Okay, and I don't know cast aspersions on AA. They do a great job, but it's like, yeah, the next day I'm just going to start again, right? I'm just going to start again. In that case, it's very similar, 
Yeah. I do feel because this is a spectrum experience that you could start, you know, coming out of unconsciousness and be, there's a really good chart be, uh, that has all the different vibrations. You know what I'm talking about, right? That goes all the way up to love and, and, uh, yes. Yeah. David Hawkins might've been the person who started that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Power versus force or something. Correct. Exactly. Yep. I got it. So that whole thing. So you could be very low in the vibrations of like hate, despair, despair, all those kind of thing. And when you move, interestingly enough, the thing, the time where it shifts it is in the detachment place. Mm, mm-hmm. yep. It's acceptance. And yep. I know I did a video about radical acceptance yep. um, where you're really just understanding that I am here right now in this moment. Yep. This is what's going on. And the, when you can embrace all of those things, your fears, your foibles, all of that stuff, because it's the thing that I feel like people get, I know, I know, because I've done this too. You're like, oh God, I'm slipping into that hate and anger thing again or fear, whatever. Mm-hmm. Say to yourself, it's okay. Be mm-hmm. compassionate with yourself and be like, yep. you know, it's okay to feel that way. And it, yeah. it meant it's it's then it dissipates. That feeling, that lower vibration dissipates. Yep. So yep. when you can say to yourself, you know, like it's okay, and then it goes away, you're not you're not that you're not resisting it and so when you allow it to move through you it's a different experience the pain comes in resistance correct right you're not yeah. and you're not um, also attracting more of it right in the law right peace so when when a low vibration uh, energy comes through you or, or a feeling comes through you notice it say it's okay and watch what happens it's amazing how much yep. that dissipates that that feeling because you're also not like turning on yourself and ang- being angry at yourself right. for having that, which is another low vibration. So let's practice, you know, self-love in the sense that we're saying it's okay. Like, like a mother would say to a, a three-year-old. A child. Who That's t- right. Just threw flour all over the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm always telling, uh, you know, people to, you know, the people I work with, I'm always saying, become your own best friend. Mm-hmm. That's that's where the shift needs to happen. When you become your own best friend or, you know, the parent of you, okay, the parent you never had, Correct. okay, then you start looking at things differently and you're you're in a different kind of mode, right? You're, think, you're looking out for yourself more and you're being more loving to self Absolutely. in the way you talk and the actions, right? And the things that you do. And I think that what you've said is so true. And I think the other thing is, is that as we become more conscious on our journeys, on our own timeline that each of us has, you know, has, um, we keep going, and you've said this too, up a spiral. We keep getting to higher ground. Doesn't mean we're immune to having triggers again. I mean, that's part of life and that's relationship. Relationship is, is helping us develop. They're our greatest teacher, right? Right. And because it's not an it's not a right. beginning and an ending. It's not a duality right. of I've just yep. started this and I'm going to, you know, like that's the right. only thing where it's like 327 days in, right? And then you fall down, it's like zero, right? You're done, right? You gotta start right. This feels to me like you're really unraveling yep. mostly the self-worth kind of stuff. Okay. Totally agree. You're mostly doing that because the the anger that you have for yourself for making mistakes, what you're viewing as a mistake, even that's a charged word. You're not right. you're you're instead it turns of into compassion. 
have compassion because I feel like Einstein talk, used to talk about this a lot. The, his theory of time is that it's a spiral that we mm-hmm. coming up and going around again with the same lessons, but we're looking at it from a higher vibration or a higher perspective. So we can choose mm-hmm. right? when you're in those low vibrations, there's no choice. Yeah. Right. There's no choice. It's what can I say quickest to make yeah. them upset, you know, <laughs> washed over by that emotion and right. the higher up on the spiral you are, because you cannot solve a problem with the same mindset that created the problem. Right. So, you're higher up on that spiral. And now you're like, oh, because like in eighth grade, you look back at those third grade problems and you're like, mm-hmm. who cares? Right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's ridiculous. But on, in third grade, you were like, oh my God. This right. <laughs> so, you know, it's like, it still works out here away from a school life. It's still, because we're all in right. school all the time. So it yeah. still works that way. And, you know, having compassion for people who aren't, um, as fast as you or right. as fast as others in some things and, you know, quick to pick things up and all of that stuff. No, I, that is, that's a powerful thing you just said. Um, you know, and it comes from the patients, right? And the other side of that is non-patients or not having patients, impatience, right? right. Um, and I find that this is something that we can all use to allow more of with parenting, with relationships, doesn't have to be love relationship, right? It can be friend, it can be family. If we, if we adopt the, we are all doing the best that we're able to do, then we have more compassion for our fellow man. Absolutely. Right? Seeing it, you're seeing it from a bigger perspective. You're outside the Truman show. You're not in the, right. you're not in the play. You're in the audience but you're, I guess you're almost like standing on the side of the stage. You're like the moderator of the whole thing. Why- but I think your energy is still, you know, that holding the space for. Yes. Yes, exactly. Exactly. In the relationship. You're, you're at, see, that's the thing. There's p- passivity and there's active, the way that we see things. But right. even when you're passive, you're still holding some type of space. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. So might as well be in that loving space. Right. Um, be in the be in the place of like having compassion for right. people, even people who are, you know, and I have I have one particular person I'm thinking of right now who has been just so difficult my entire life. And mm. they are part of my family, not I'm not a blood relation to them, it's by marriage. And okay. man. It is, and the growth on that person has been um, sometimes seismic in, mm. in a good way, and, mm. and also sometimes just catastrophically difficult. Not good. Mm-hmm. No, not good at all. It's almost mm. like, oh, I figured out how to be a jerk in a different way. So, oh wow. <laughs> so <laughs> no. creative, though, very creative. <laughs> so, um, you know how. Uh, you know, over the 38 years that I've known this person, how do you manage that? How do you, um, and, you know, quite frankly, there's, there's a lot of people who have that kind of struggle with that person who's just like, you know what, I'm just done. I'm just not. Yeah. Sometimes we need to take a break. Yes. I'm being compassionate to the self to not be around this person as much as possible to limit my conversations, to give no information to, you know, really be that parent standing in front of you as the little child. Yep. Defending this you. space. Defending mm-hmm. your space. So yep. um, don't feel bad about that because, you know, that's 
you're also there to be a mirror to that person right. of, you know, teaching compassion for the self. Right. Um, so I don't feel bad about that. Not even a little bit. No, that's, that's really a great thing to say too, because as people are becoming more awake and aware, right. There's guilt, right. You talked about the narcissist and, um, you know, the empath, right. And the empath is the one who's always questioning, oh my God, is it me? Oh, it's me. It's me again. (laughs) In the very beginning. And the narcissist is just like, oh, you always this. And you know, if you had done that, if you had said it differently or whatever. So, but it's a funny thing though, that as you wake up and if you are empathic, Take your spot. Take your spot. You're here to take your spot. You came into this world alone. You're going to leave this world not alone. You're you're really not. That's an illusion. But the way that we look at it, 3D, you were birthed by yourself, unless you're a twin, right? And you're going to leave. So you know what? It's time for us to take our positions and embrace ourselves. And the faster you do that, the more loving you are. You start to create a life that's fulfilling, satisfying, happy connected, right? Absolutely. And it just gets so, so much better. And just when we hit a speed, you know, a speed bump, we can see a light, you know, if we keep Absolutely. looking ahead. And I will say to you that as somebody who takes up a lot of space, my personality takes up a lot of space and it has since I was a very little kid. And um, that is something that people can take umbrage at um, because, uh, you know, but for most of my life, I wasn't aware that I had any kind of control over that. I really didn't know that I was like taking up a lot of space or anything and I was enjoying it. That's what Mm -hmm. I am and being in your authentic self. But then what we just talked about in the beginning of this about holding space for other people, Mm -hmm. it is a a modification, but it's a growth modification. Yeah. It's a, it's not out of like, Oh, I got to make myself small. Okay. Mm -hmm. Not that it's like, I'm standing in my space here and I am joyfully embracing other people in the space, Mm -hmm. right? You're sort of holding space in a big way for other Mm -hmm. people. And Mm -hmm. that's the exact opposite of what I did as a kid, which is try to make myself smaller to accommodate other people. It's just a different feel. It's very different. I did the same thing. You're a Sagittarius and I'm an Aries and it was not cool for me to be myself. And it sounds like you had the same experience. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. And that, and that can be very painful, right? Because that just sets the tone for me not feeling like I'm good enough, right? I'm never received or appreciated for me, right? It's always, I said too much. I shouldn't have said that. I- <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and, you know, it's like now looking back on that, it's, it is, it, it was celebrated when it was to others' advantage. And, oh, right. Right. Yes. And so then wasn't celebrated when others found it to be intrusive. And so it was sort of like, okay, um, but I get to now make my rules, right? I get yes. to understand you know, my vibration and use it for use, I guess, use it, but like have be in that vibration because that's part of my work, which is to, it's for the greater good It's for the greater good. Correct. So, so now I'm sort of just like, you know what, it's not that I don't, it's not that I don't um, want to um, allow other people. I constantly allow other people. And that makes, that makes it balanced. There's the balance there. It's much better. It feels better to me. 
Right. And, you know, it, it feels like, too, this relationship is really going to be helpful to you in expanding yourself in those other ways. Agreed. You know what I mean? Agreed. And uh, um, really giving you good practice at that, probably. Yeah. Yes, no doubt. No doubt. And because I, I, I do now as a 54 year old, 53, 53, um, <laughs> I do, I do um, count myself as a closet introvert. Because I realize that my energy now, because I'm connected to spirit more consciously, mm-hmm. because I'm more uh, aware of the energies and everything like that, I am deriving energy from my own connection, which I used to be pulling energy from other people. And mm. I like how much of a, 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 a drain fire I could have been. Mm-hmm. grown into being a real vampire, you know, right, um, right. had I gone down a certain road, but now I'm sort of loving the, um, closet introvert thing. And it's fantastic. I'm learning like, wow, I can recharge my own batteries. I yeah. be on stage all the time. You know, there's, it's really freeing. It is freeing. It's liberating. I was thinking the same thing. Um, yeah, that's awesome. And that's beautiful. And I, I really, I can really appreciate that because my experience has been similar, um, to that where, you know, somebody who, um, well, this is probably another podcast for another time, but you know, we talked the other day about wondering if we can live with somebody and it's funny, it kind of stuck in my head a little bit and I wanted to share something with you. So, um, Mary Jo and I had a quick conversation the other day, and we were just talking about how much we love our our alone time, right? And how much we love our independence and this, that, and the other. And Mary Jo was joking, and she said, you know what? I'm telling you, I need like, what did you say? A co- two condos or something? Is that what you A duplex. And I've been joking. A duplex, right. I had an experience in Maine where I was um, renting a house and from a friend of mine, and she was going to move in with her boyfriend. And then she, at the last minute, she decided not to. And so it became a roommate situation and it wasn't what I expected. Um, I did learn something from it though, that I really do want my own space. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, maybe I'm not joking about that whole duplex thing where you live on one side and I live on the other. And then there's, you know, visiting privileges and, you know, whenever we want to, we throw open the doors and it becomes one big house. Right. Um, and it's sort of like, that's a real balancing thing for me. I, I didn't know that it was going to be so difficult after five or six years of living alone, which I deeply love. I never thought I would deeply love it, but I do. Yeah. Um, There's something so empowering about, you know, if I want to, if I want to do this, I'm going to do it and no one else cares. Right. You know, because I still do have that little girl inside me who is trying to make (laughs) everybody feel good. Um, But, you know, when you can really be like, you know, I think there's something to this. Yeah. Having your own space, a room of one's own, right? There- yeah. I mean, definitely. I definitely need the same thing. I had the experience of years ago where I kept, I was in a relationship and I kept, you know, he wanted to basically come in all the way. And I was, got all freaky about it yeah. because I was like, oh my God, oh my God, I need my own right. space. And, right. and I became very accustomed to us and it was very natural and we easily lived together. There yes. was yeah. like, if it, if, you know, if we had just not had children and just like he and I, it would have been like a no brainer. It was right. kind of weird. It was like, we were one person. So it didn't feel like that, but I had a lot of worry um, and then I realized, though, through our relationship and as we grew together, it became more natural to be with him than to be without him, which is kind of funny. So, there. Honestly, like I think you and I maybe are on a similar timeline, but I have not 
had the luxury yet of having yeah. a person in this house even. Okay, gotcha. So that is a new experience. And I, I, when you're saying this, I'm just like, yes. oh yeah, because I can see that like whenever I'm spending time with him, it doesn't yep. feel the same way. There you go. When having, like, you know, like a friend or an acquaintance or whatever. Coming Very different there. energy. Different, completely. Very different. Yeah. So don't yeah. be surprised if you find that, that you've shifted your view once again after you spend that time together. It's a beautiful thing too, Mary Jo, because I never thought in my whole life I would ever be comfortable on that level with somebody, right? Well, I'm still going to buy the duplex. So <laughs> Yeah, we'll do, do. So, okay, I want to close this up. But before we go, okay, I want to get back. I want to reach out and give um, maybe a perspective, some ideas about to the person, to the you know male, female, whoever, who's not in a relationship at this time or is in a relationship at this time. But what are some ideas? Like I had an idea of what to offer people to do is kind of like, you know, we look at things as though there are parts of ourselves that are really developed. And then there are parts of ourselves that we have an inkling that could be more developed. Right, right. right. So we've talking about like, you know, the giving, right. The giver who's used to giving, but not used to receiving, right. right? The other side of that energy and and the two complete the entire exchange. So one is equally as powerful as the other. And when we have the experience of both, it just feels so good. Right. Correct. So I'd like to just throw out to people, um, you know, if you're the giver, focus on receiving, see what it feels like. Right. It is. In conversation physically. Go ahead. What were you going to say? I just feel like it is such a balance. And, you know, what are the things that you con- are unconsciously always doing in relationships? Because that's the thing I was looking at, too. Mm, I mm-hmm. know how I twist into relationship yeah. and how it feels and things like that. And this is a very different experience than mm-hmm. I've ever had before. And I'm sort right. of. Um, so I was labeling it as not real because it, it was like, well, <laughs> most of my relationships has, have just been like, they, you know, I meet you, I like you, you like me, we're together. Right. Like, very eighties paradigm. Right. Yep. Like, <laughs> okay. And so now I guess, you know, there's a, a change in the wind of how we all do relationships, but I also feel like there is a, a real consciously choosing of how we ravel together that is a very lovely journey in and of itself. I feel like people are in such a rush to get into the relationship and just have it be solid. They miss out on all the goofy, fun, getting to know you, stupid stuff. It's awesome. Yeah, that time is so beautiful. And just letting that be. And I, I know people are tremendously anxious. Like, I need to make sure they're my boyfriend right now. Like they need to be done. And I guarantee you that with that spiritual connection, there's no need to rush. There's no need to rush. And I'm experiencing a very long intertwining. And I'm, you know, for a while, for a long time, I've been like, I hate this because it's just, it seems like it's out of my control, but in actuality, it's teaching me the lesson of holding space for someone. That's right. Exactly. That's the point, I guess. Right. Because for all of us control freaks, the other side of control is to allow and let go. I know it's, oh my God. So yeah, 
there you go. That's my, there you go. That's perfect. That's, that's exactly it. So, um, so that's it. I don't know. I think this was great. This was a tremendously fun for me. It's always great to connect and, and do these things. So, um, and Everybody, you know what? Wherever you are in your life right now is exactly where you are supposed to be. There are no mistakes. You can't mess it up. You can't take a wrong road. Okay? All roads lead back to Rome, so don't worry about it. Um, Exactly. And just go with it and know that you're being here for experience in all ways. So whatever you can realize today about being grateful for something or realizing something in your relationship yourself or whoever that you didn't realize yesterday. That's a huge gain in your life, right? Amen to that. Amen. So have a wonderful day guys. And thanks so much. And uh, Mary Jo, as usual, this has just been awesome. Thank you. And yeah, thank you. And by the way, just so where do people find you? Let's make sure we do that. Oh, on YouTube, the Soulful Revolution is a, you know, uh, you just put in Soulful Revolution Tarot and up it will come. Um, we do have a, you know, a, a, a website, soulfulrevolutiontv.com, but that is in its infancy. So if you want to find us, you want to find me on the channel, Soulful Revolution Tarot. Okay. YouTube. Cool. Okay. Awesome. All right. Uh, Everybody have a good one and we will talk to you soon. Thanks so much for tuning in. Take care. Thank you. Thank you, Mary Jo. Thank you.